Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Hey, Scott. Hey, Ingrid. Okay, so I don't know what is happening this week, but I have had like numerous friends having meltdowns. Yeah, I, I have people texting me yeah, I have right now. Two phone calls and a, and a whole text message stream from another friend about mm. just nothing working out the way they anticipated in life and just feeling really depressed, like nothing's ever going to change. And they just basically want to blow their head off. <sighs> so... Wow. Really intense energy. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. No, four people. Four people? Yeah. I had someone text me right before I came over here who was like, if it's not Mercury retrograde right now, why does it what feel the like fuck Mercury is retrograde? Going on? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's something happening exactly. with everybody. Yes. Well, I mean, I, and maybe this is why like our numbers are kind of through the roof this week because people are like looking for answers. So, I mean, Right now we're recording the week of August 30th to September 5th, but today we're recording, it's August 18th, but we're recording for the week of August 30th to September 5th. So the reason why things have just been so intense is, and this is just the planets right now. I mean, I think we, we talked about it last week with those four planets that we highlighted, Uranus, Chiron, Neptune. Pluto, they're all in these like unique places that they haven't been in since like these kind of cataclysmic world events, major wars. You know, I just, I couldn't help but notice that like the whole Afghanistan exit was very reminiscent of Vietnam. In Vietnam, where you see the people like hanging on the helicopter and they're taking off 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 the top of the building, trying to escape the the country as it's getting overtaken by by the other side. And then Afghanistan is going to be remembered for these people hanging off the side of this giant military plane. Oh, this is so awful. Horrifying. But Chiron in Aries. Chiron was in Aries in 1975, the end of the Vietnam War. Jesus. Chiron is in Aries again, 2021, the end of the Afghanistan War. So, uh, history repeating itself. Chiron was in Aries during the Revolutionary War, 1776. It stirs some things up. It's so crazy when you talk about like the history of astrology and how these things do keep repeating themselves. It's, it's just mind-blowing. Yes. Yes, it is mind-blowing. And it's also kind of maddening, too, because you're like, how how is this happening again? And it's just another reminder that we need to take responsibility for ourselves. The more we are subjugating ourselves to whatever, a government, a corporation, the more that we are adhering to what they want, which might not be in your best interest. It's always about like taking people's freedoms away for the greater good. <laughs> for the greater good. Exactly. For the greater good. It's about having the independence to be who you are and taking responsibility for yourself 
And then once you've taken responsibility for yourself, if you have a bunch of responsible people that are independent, that's a powerful group, right? Yeah. I mean, I think about all the charts that I look at, all the different astrological codes, they're all different. They're all unique. The next time the planets and stars will be aligned in the way that they were when you were born is over 25,000 years from this date, time, and place. So that's how unique you are. And if you're conforming... You're not living out your soul's purpose. Exactly. We're all meant to be unique. Yes. We're not all meant to be the same. But in order to be unique, you have to take responsibility for your uniqueness. Like, okay, I'm weird and I'm going to own that. And then somebody else says, well, I like your weird. That works with my weird. They're both different and together we can be stronger. And that's the greater good. The greater good is empowering people to be themselves, not forcing them to conform to something that they're not. So what's happening in the planets this week? The planets this week begins with a very supportive alignment, Ingrid, where we're looking at the moon, the planet of emotions, in Gemini, the sign of communication, aligning with Venus, the goddess of love, Lady Luck, the planet of beauty, in Libra, the sign that Venus rules. So Libra is the scales. Libra is all about relationships. Venus is the planet of relationships. Libra is cardinal air. Gemini is mutable air. So this is an air-air connection. This is a connection between the emotions and the senses. Being able to communicate your senses. How would you like to communicate your senses, your likes and dislikes at the deepest emotional level? It also seems very supportive because Gemini just always has a lightness about it. Mm -hmm. And the moon is your emotion. So emotions in a period of lightness, that's something that's not always happening. So taking advantage of the opportunity to share when you are feeling your lightest, you're going to be able to communicate things in a way that people will be able to receive the information Mm. because whatever baggage you have attached to it isn't going to be coming out. It's just going to be more of like a passion for sharing. So what does that mean for you, Ingrid? It will be easier to communicate. And sometimes I can get really fired up when I get passionate about something or I feel like (laughs) someone is not hearing me. Uh So this is definitely an opportunity to share um, with maybe people in my life that I have like differing opinions to mine. Oh, right. Where you can have like, um, like a healthy debate where both of you can communicate and feel heard by the other person. Mm, I like that because Gemini is about curiosity. So the lightness of the moon in Gemini is about you will feel emotionally fulfilled by learning, by connecting Mm -hmm. with others, by asking questions. And then that Venus energy brings that grace. It, It represents relationships. So really expressing your emotions in your close personal relationships or expressing your curiosity with the people that you're in relationship with. Yeah, asking why they feel the way they do, why they think the way they do. Mm. And you'll have the opportunity to hear them. Yes. Because you'll be genuinely curious instead of possibly like defensive or, you know, too fired up to really absorb what the other person is saying. Absolutely. This is a, a great day to connect with friends, close friends, lovers, business partners, all that. Tuesday, August 31st. Well, Monday was like a gift. So that means Tuesday has to be... A challenge? A challenge. Oh, cool. Just what I wanted. And Tuesday is named for Tud. I don't know who that is. You don't know Tud? No. Tud is the Old Norse god of war, which is the equivalent of Mars. 
So when you think of the Spanish language, martes, that's Tuesday, and Mars is Marte. So today we're going to talk about Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict. And Mars is in Virgo, the virgin. The details. The details. Analytical. Critical. Uh-oh. Mars is getting in there and really like hammering home those details. And it's like, you got that wrong. <laughs> Fix that T. Cross it. Dot that I. So the challenge today is not just that, but Mars is connecting to the moon. So emotions. Yeah, the emotions. The moon is in Gemini. Gemini is mutable air. Virgo is mutable earth. Both mutable, strong alignment, but air and earth don't mix. So that creates the challenge. So you kept things light on Monday. You were graceful and charming and curious. But on Tuesday, you got to dig into the details. It can't be light. If it's, if it's just light, you might run into some challenges. So how can you take that curiosity that you worked with on Monday and boil it down into something more concrete, more tangible? I mean, writing it down, making a list. That's what I always kind of think of when I think of Virgo is like lists and organizing information, mm-hmm. planning. Yeah. So maybe you got an idea from the conversations that you had with your close personal friends on Monday, on Moon Day, and now on Tuesday, you're writing those ideas down and you're looking into it with greater detail. Perfect. Perfect. That is a adjective for Virgo. <laughs> Virgo is perfection. It's Wednesday, September 1st, and we're still hanging out with the moon, the planet of emotions, which has now moved on from Gemini to Cancer. The sign that it rolls. Yes, Ingrid. So very sensitive. Very sensitive. Very sensitive, exactly. So yesterday, that critical nature may have... um, Hurt your feelings? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it could be. And so now you're a little bit cranky. And the way that you communicate it doesn't come out right because the moon is connecting to Mercury, the planet of communication, in Libra, the sign of relationships. So Libra is cardinal air. Cancer is cardinal water. Both cardinal strong alignment, but air and water don't mix, so that creates a challenge. So Mercury in Libra wants that graceful communication. It's very charming. It's very eloquent. Whereas cancer is like, I'm, no, I don't like it. (laughs) Ah, No. They don't really work well together. It's like, Libra's like, whoa. Enough. That's, yeah. Don't be a baby. Don't be a baby. Exactly. I don't like it when you whine. (laughs) Why not? So how can you communicate your emotions with eloquent grace? Might be challenging today, but how can you do that, Ingrid? You're a Cancer moon. By centering myself first. I mean, Cancer is all about water. So taking a bath, taking a shower, going in the ocean, doing things that really like nurture you. So when you are communicating, it's not when you're like feeling so raw. Do all the things you need to do to make yourself feel whole, whatever that means for you, whether that's exercise or make some tea or alone time, or, you know, maybe you're fueled by, you know, going to the movies or socializing with friends, but do the things that make you feel filled up before you go communicating to someone else about how you're feeling. Mm, I like that. The moon is, is about like nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the mother. Yes, absolutely. Especially the moon in cancer. Cancer is about nurturing. It's about being kind, being caring. 
So you can still communicate that you're not feeling well, but the style in which you communicate those emotions is what people are receiving. So nurture yourself first so you're feeling whole and you can still express that you're going through discomfort with the person and they'll be able to receive it. Mm. It really is all about how you are communicating. It's not usually what you have to say. It's how you say it. So taking care of ourselves first. So we're not just screaming at someone or crying and they're like not able to hear what we're saying because they're feeling like attacked or they're feeling like they did something wrong or bad. Like be more clear and be more whole. Mm. I like that. Be more clear and be more whole. Solid, Ingrid. Thank you. It's Thursday, September 2nd, and we're looking at Mars, the god of war, once again. But now, it is opposing Neptune, the god of fresh water in the sea. The... Healing planet? Cloudy planet. Yeah. Healing planet, cloudy planet. I was looking for cloudy planet because, like, you like saying cloudy planet. <laughs> Except when I set you up to say cloudy planet, <laughs> planet then you say the planet of rebellion. <laughs> One day we'll get it, Ingrid. I love it. I love it, though. So Neptune is the cloudy planet, and it's healing. It is healing because Neptune is the unconscious. It's healing the unconscious. This is one of the planets that we went into detail about last week, talking about the last time Neptune was in Pisces, was 1848 to 1861, leading up to and the beginning of the Civil War. Uh, So it's been in Pisces again for the first time since then. It moved in back in 2011, 2012. The reason why I say 2011, 2012 is because in 2011 it moved in, then it moved out, then it moved back in in 2012, and it's been there ever since. (laughs) Retrograde. Yes, exactly, exactly. So here it is. This is why we're so sensitive. This is why there's the opioid epidemic. This is why cannabis is booming. This is why we have phrases in our lexicon that did not exist before 2012, 2011, as in Netflix and chill or binge watching these are addictions too yes yeah they totally are it's drawing people into the fantasy realm because people don't want to deal with what is going on beneath the surface within their psyche they feel neptune is like the the veil it's like you can see behind the veil so it's like i i can see through you you can see through me we can all see through each other we feel the pain and suffering that those around us are feeling, and that can be a lot. And that is why there is this need to escape through drugs and alcohol, through binge watching video games, whatever it is. It's that urge, I can't deal with it anymore. There's too much going on. I'm just going to escape and check out. But what we need to do is check in. Check in. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah, just setting aside even just a few minutes where you're not constantly busy, we're also like addicted to working and addicted to being productive. It's like, we're cleaning our house. We're getting the groceries. Everyone's working. It's like, there isn't a lot of downtime. So you really have to schedule that in. If it's something that's important to you to not have all this baggage, just sitting in your psyche, collecting dust, Mm -hmm. you have to set aside quiet time to deal with those things. Even if it's just five minutes, it can make a big impact by just collecting your energy back to yourself and seeing what is happening under the surface. Yes. Ideally, maybe like 30 minutes or an hour or even like a whole day to yourself, but making sure you're doing it regularly, however much time you have, even if it's something small, just sitting in your car after you get groceries or something. Like sometimes you just have a minute here or there where you can just be alone with your thoughts. Yes. We don't all have the luxury of like personal space all the time, Mm -hmm. but you can go to the park, carve out a walk for yourself, Mm -hmm. Mm 
just mm-hmm. anything to get some quiet time for your mind. Or just lying down on a patch of grass and staring up at the clouds. Yeah. As in the cloudy planet. You know, mm. the clouds, when you stare at the clouds, they start to change shape. And it's like, oh, I can see all these different, you know, it's a dog. And now it's a, it's a whistle and it's a balloon. It, it draws your mind into the unconscious realm. And so you said it's time to check in. And that's what Mars is doing. Mars is driving you to check in. Mars is in Virgo, which is the sign that represents the conscious mind. Neptune is in Pisces, which is the sign that represents the unconscious mind. So Mars is driving your conscious mind to connect with your unconscious. I mean, this is also like the dream world. It's like your your dreams are representation of what is happening beneath the surface. Mm -hmm. And it's ways for us to translate what is happening there when we don't have the time. It shows up in our dreams because that's when we are resting. Totally. It like relaxes you. And then what needs to come up is what comes up. You have really powerful dreams. Dude, I've been having some crazy dreams. Mm -hmm. I I haven't had one since the gouging eyeball out (laughs) murder serial killer murder scene yeah did we talk about that ever i don't remember if we talked about. i don't think we did yeah i recorded it with chris because i was like i have to uh i have to get all these details out Mm -hmm. should i should i say it yeah go for it so i had this dream basically there was a serial killer who was killing all these people in front of me and no one was helping me i wanted like a doctor or the cops to come or something and people just kept walking by and the killer would just stab people. Yeah. And there was, it was just like a bloodbath happening. And in the end he walked past me and he said, I have seven irons in the fire and started walking away. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And so I was like, Oh no, he's going to just kill more people. Yeah. So I jumped on his back and started gouging his eyeballs out. <laughs> Anyways, I immediately called Scott. Cause I was like, what is happening here? And he was like, you're everybody in your dream. Like, I was like, oh, cool. I'm just like a serial killer. But in the end, he asked me what kind of conflict I was having in my life. And I was feeling really productive in my like creative mode. And then I felt unproductive that day and was feeling disappointed and discouraged. And that was my internal conflict. And I concluded that I was the murderer of all of my dreams, all my creative projects that I let die. Wow. And so I decided in my dream that I needed to kill that old version of myself wow violently yes so that was intense wow some subconscious shit happening there which i have known this for a while but it was such a visceral experience that i was like damn i have to finish these ideas that i've had floating around for a while i have to get them out otherwise they're gonna die like all my other ones yes so yeah when you have time or maybe just in your dreams translating them seeing what's happening there can be a really powerful message for what what you need to be doing in your life yes Yes, this is this is definitely one of those days to pay, to pay attention to your dreams. I love it. And to bring the dream into reality. That's what this day is. So good. I love that. Thank you, Ingrid. Friday, September 3rd. We're back with Mercury, the planet of communication. In Libra, the sign of relationships connecting to the North Node, the soul's purpose, in Gemini. The sign of communication, the sign that's ruled by Mercury. So Mercury is connecting to the North Node and the sign that Mercury rules. And this is that air-air connection, just like Monday's connection between Venus and the Moon. Now it's Mercury and the North Node in these two air signs. So this is a powerful day for communication. So maybe on 
Friday, it's about that dream. And now Saturday, it's about communicating that dream or asking people that you're in relationship with about their dreams and learning about their dreams or asking them if they'll listen to your dreams. How would you like to be a better communicator in your close personal relationships? How can you be more attentive? How can you be a better listener? By being present and being conscious. Yeah. Sometimes we're not really listening, but if it's a good day for communication, not only does that mean speaking, but that also means listening. So being genuinely curious about what people have to say and absorbing the information, not just thinking about the next thing you're going to say, not always trying to respond, leave space and time in between to absorb what the person is saying. Mm. It's so easy to just interrupt each other when things are like either exciting or heated. Mm-hmm. We're just cutting each other off. We're just trying to defend ourselves and we're not really absorbing what the other party is trying to communicate. We don't even really know what they've said because we're just in our own heads, just spouting off the next thing before we've even like absorbed anything they've or even like heard what they've said. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. It's really hard in relationship to always be present and always be a good listener. More often than not, we revert to the response we want to have immediately. We're not trained to leave space in between sentences. It's like, as soon as you finish talking, I start talking. As soon as I stop talking, you start talking. There's no like, it's just like instantaneous. And sometimes we need to shut the fuck up for a second Mm -hmm. and like really give someone our full undivided attention, not cluttered by what what thoughts are coming up and what what we want to spit out of our mouth next. Yeah. It also helps you think of something more thoughtful to say, like if you're just going off of instinct and just going with like whatever fiery thing is coming out next, you're not going to be as articulate. Mm. Take a moment to listen and then take a moment to formulate a thoughtful response. And hopefully that encourages the person you're speaking with to do the same. Yeah, I think it does. When they feel like you didn't just jump on them and you're thinking about what you want to say, it's like, oh, they heard me. Mm-hmm. They're absorbing what I've said and they're not attacking me. They are being, I don't know, graceful. Graceful. It's about balance and fairness. This is Libra. Mm. Yeah, if you hear me out, I'm going to do the same and allow you to communicate what's on your mind as well. Yes. Saturday, Saturn Day, September 4th is Saturn Day. And on Saturn Day, we're looking at Mercury again just like we were on Friday, but Mercury is connecting to Saturn. So it's like a double Saturn day. It's a double Saturn day. (laughs) (laughs) So what? Which is like not what you would think for a Saturday because that's supposed to be like your day off, right? Or most people's days off, like restriction is... I know, and that's why it's so backwards. Like the society that we live in is just, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any astrological sense, the society that we live in where Saturn Day is the day where you go out and get wasted. Yeah, it should be Jupiter. Right. There's expansion and like lightness and freedom. Mm -hmm. So what's happening on Saturn Day? Saturn Day is Saturn in Aquarius, the sign that it rules. It's been there. No, you don't like that? No, I don't. Restriction in the community? (laughs) No, I'm so over that. Well, I mean, it's, it's even when I don't mention it, each it's there. day, it's there. <laughs> it's not like it just popped in for Saturn Day. It's been there since the end of December. Oh my God. And it's going to be there for the next year and a half plus. Oh, fun. Yeah. So what so, is it connecting to? 
It's connecting to Mercury. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so communication. Communication. So it's like on Friday, you're you're becoming a better communicator so that on Saturn Day, you can communicate with more grace. In the community. In a community as an authority. I see. Yeah. How can you communicate with more grace in the community as an authority? By taking the time to educate yourself. So when you communicate, you are articulate and people will listen to you because you have an authority about you when you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Collecting yourself before you speak. I think it goes back to what you were saying on Friday. When you're talking over people, it's hard to really maintain your authority or your dignity or your honor. Yeah, your composure is lost. Your composure is lost. Yes, exactly. So this is about learning to maintain your composure. And now Sunday, September 5th, we end the week with a challenge, Ingrid. We've had these gifts on Friday and Saturday. Thursday was kind of a challenge with Mars and and Neptune. But the challenge days this week are Tuesday and Sunday. Those are the big ones. Sunday is Venus. We end the week with the planet that we started the week with. Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships in Libra, the sign of relationships, of relationships, which Venus rules, makes an alignment with Pluto, the god of death. Transformation. Yes. In Capricorn, the sign of authority. So Capricorn is cardinal earth. Venus is cardinal air, both cardinal, strong alignment, but air and earth don't mix. That creates a challenge. So The goddess of love squaring off with the god of death. This is a transformation of your relationship energy, a transformation of how would you like to transform your relationship to the authority? How would you like to transform your role in your relationships as an authority? I mean, that can come from the previous couple of days of being a good listener. I mean, if you are doing the work the previous couple of days this might feel more at ease for some than others. Because if you haven't been practicing being a good listener, having grace, doing your research, collecting yourself before you communicate, then this day is going to be really intense. So this is kind of maybe a test Mm -hmm. from the last couple of days. Did you do the work? There's Mm going to be a challenge. You're going to need to communicate. And if you do do it in a new way, you're going to be rewarded because, I mean, authority likes to reward hard work. Those that have done the work. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. So even though it's un- it's probably uncomfortable to do things in a new way, you will be rewarded. And if you don't do the work, well, then this day's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what is the work that you need to do in your relationships? And what is the work that you need to do to take responsibility for your own personal authority? What is that work? And are you ready to do it? Yeah. I know you are, Ingrid. I'm going to practice being a better listener. <laughs> Pausing in between to collect myself, mm-hmm. really giving the other person the space they deserve so they can feel heard and also so I can hear them. Mm-hmm. And doing my research and just like collecting myself before having interactions that I know might be like triggering or stressful. Mm. Awesome. Or even if you notice in that moment you are getting like, I guess I'm talking to myself, if I am getting <laughs> triggered or stressed out, like noticing it in the moment and being like, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to collect myself. You know, maybe it's unexpected conversation that you're having, but not letting it overwhelm you and having that trigger take over. Fantastic. 
I'm excited to hear how it goes. And I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The weekly transit, 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 transit.